Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocTalk. ZocTalk is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocTalk is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc dot com slash drink. Oh, I'm back with the Christine Schieffer, the America's Hersene Shifter. I could never be so lucky. Oh, wait, I am every single Sunday, every single week, every single moment of my life. She never, never escapes me. Now I'm wondering, is it a blessing or a curse? Has she invaded my mind? We'll never know. No Your wonder turn. I'm always so sweaty. It's like I'm always around <laughs> myself and like, whoo, just get a little, a little, you know, a little worked a- up hot under the collar. You know what I'm saying? Ah, I don't know. Show us your shoulders. I'll tell you. Um, mm, no, thanks. I'm unshowered today. I feel like, you know, if I were also a known cryptid, that's a that's a burden. I mean, I wonder, it do is. you go to the conferences yet with Sasquatch and everyone? It's, do you talk I, about your feelings? Think, like, I, sometimes I think about like, who burdened me with this identity? And then I'm like, I couldn't tell you. All right. It's empathy. I think you just like uh, they've got to have a like a group therapy where all of you really talk about the 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 limelight that you must. Yeah, suffer. we do. It's called slam poetry, cryptid slam oh. poetry. Have you been there? <laughs> I have. It's weirdly oh, erotic. The, you guys, do you know about the cryptid slam poetry? I know that like it doesn't really always hit hard for a lot of people, but man, we have fun doing it in the fall. So when it comes back, you better get get your butt over there. We have a a good time. I, Again, it ends up wildly erotic. <laughs> so. It does get weird really fast. So I would People, warn you. We yeah. say you send us your poetry, your personal poetry about cryptids, and at least half of them are people smashing Mothman like to it smithereens. It tells so. a lot about our listenership and their 
psyches, but you know, I mean, I don't judge. I just am fascinated, you know. Yeah. But somebody and also, wrote a poem it, about you last time, and it got really weird. Were they smashing me to smithereens? What was happening? Yeah, do you what remember? We were like, um, this is a little alarming. You don't uh, remember that? Obviously, I learned. Wow, it I must happen so off. often that you don't even remember. Okay. I do remember there being a really intense poem about me. I just don't know how you it ended, and I'm a little scared uncomfortable. about it. Yeah, uh, but the person now is probably their feelings are hurt because you just don't even remember. Oh, well. well. Sorry, try again next time. Maybe they'll write again. I don't know. I'm sure I could go into Google and type in poetry about M or something. I'll find it. I could always find it. Oh, it's it's there. I mean, I'm sure I have it under my uh, pillow. I mean, uh, somewhere in my... Oh, yeah. Look, if someone ever writes a poem and it starts with I'm showing my shoulders for you, I'll know that it was you. It was just a diary entry from Christine. (laughs) Christine, we just Uh, finished up our second leg of our tour. We went to Salt Lake. We went to Denver. How did you feel about the experience? Did you have fun? I want your highs and your lows. Oh, wow. Thank you for asking. I had a great time. Um, we had a, we had a lot of fun. I slept fourteen hours the first night I got there. Is that um, a high or a low? Which I mean, definitely a high. Uh, okay. Except I woke up at four p.m. and we and I looked at my phone and it said meet in the lobby at four thirty and I went uh oh. Um, <laughs> so aside aside from that, I had a great time. But you had a much more involved experience. I went this away and that away. You went every I... which way. I did not know how gay Salt Lake is. And I guess that makes sense that in like a really religious uh, town. I think that there like would the be... town itself isn't gay. I think you just found the right pockets. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. A lot of places. I just stumbled into places and they were just covered in rainbow flags. Street Corner is like named after that fucking guy, Joseph Smith. It's like That's what outrageous. I'm saying. I feel like it, I was surprised because it's such a religious area. But I guess that if there's religion in an area there's deconstructioners in the area i like i guess mm. like because also did you know salt lake state they got a hopping hippin happening speakeasy scene and th- yeah that, well, would that make makes sense, sense to me because people want yeah p- yeah that makes sense to me definitely it's like you're not supposed that. to be drinking so now but it's so interesting the psychology of like it's like specifically speakeasies not bars because it's like part of them still feel a little naughty about it and they're like oh we're doing it in hiding but then also like so many people apparently have like i don't know maybe they're just all transplants and they all happen to be queer and they're just taking over salt like i mean but maybe it was, just, it was just odd how many places i went like unprompted that we're just covered in rainbow flags i, I love was like, that i mean I'm, I'm so glad you found the right yeah i'm so glad about that because i don't know much about the city since i slept 14 hours through my experience there but um you know i know about the big whale and i know some other things and yeah there's and, um, i'll tell you i had the best the best donut of my life i'm yeah. like almost scared to say it because i don't want it to be you don't um, want people to like i want to make sure it. that one's available to me next time i'm there but it's called the chubby oh, baker see. And yeah. the donut was called the brown butter donut. It took my breath away. I went brown butter three donut. times. I didn't know that. That sounds delicious. It was everything. And then I went to obviously East High, go Wildcats, because that's oh, the, yeah. where they, they filmed <laughs> High School Musical in Salt Lake City at an actual high school I called had, East High. I had no idea about that, by the way. Like, I don't I, know if, if everybody knows that, but for, I mean, and it's not surprising to me if I'm the only one who's never heard that before, but I didn't know. Here's the range of people that I am friends with. 
I showed Christine a picture of the front of the high school, which looks like it's straight out of the movie, by the way. I showed it to Christine and she went, where is that? I kind of feel like I know that a little I bit. Sa- okay. I guessed two things and one of them was high school musical. So I was close because I said, what was the other guess? I guessed one thing. And then I said, oh, I said Degrassi in high school musical. I was like, I don't know. It's a high school that I know you like. Um, so I was close. <laughs> to be fair. Um, also, uh, and then I have other friends, one particularly named Ellen, who's like a Disney adult. And I just, I FaceTimed myself Next to a vague locker, like a ran, it looked like I was picking up like my cousin from high school. Like it, there was no detailing <laughs> at all, no hint that I was even outside of Los Angeles. And she literally went, "Are you at the? Are you at East High?" And no I was like, way. <laughs> "I was like, how did you know that?" I, I was like prepared to like talk to her normally and then turn my phone around, but she already knew by like the corner She's of like, the I ceiling. She's like, "I know where you are. I sent." <laughs> She's like, my bones. "It's almost as if I've been there a million times." Um, wow. Anyway, I had a great time there. Fun fact about East High is that obviously their um, their mascot is in the movie is the Wildcats. In real right. life, the mascot stayed the same. Like the mascot and everything, they used everything from the school, but they like changed. Like the logo's the same? The logo's the same, but they changed it to Wildcat from Leopards. And so it's actually the East High Leopards. And even funner fact is apparently East High's rival, no go figure is west high but west high's mascot is the wildcats no so it's what like what are these things what do they think of next uh, the only reason i know this is because um at our venue in salt lake uh we by the way the entire crew there felt queer also but that's just my uh, my feelings about it i don't know how true it was but everyone felt a little like like the vibe was right and someone that we worked with literally went to east high and he was like I'll answer whatever you want. Like it just wait I feel really. Like, I missed yeah. all that. Where was that? And so you were downstairs eating food. I oh perfect. Oh wait, no, I was Ubering back to the hotel because I forgot our most important piece <laughs> of luggage there. So yeah, sorry, uh, I was busy. I feel like everyone that's ever gone to East High has like some like like sad glint in their eye where they're just Ugh. like it's like a, a war flashback and they're like now that i've announced it i'm prepared for uh-huh. all of your stupid fucking questions and, and like, uh, fine bring it on <laughs> he was like i'll tell you anything and i went good i have did so he sound much like eeyore say. i'll tell you anything i think his soul felt like eeyore but he really did put on the glam for me which i appreciated um <laughs> and i wanted to get a picture the only picture i did not get at high school musical was on the stage but fun fact, anyone who was a high school musical fan, the theater scenes actually were filmed at a different high school. So it doesn't really count anyway. Oh. And I wanted to, but guess what stopped me? Teenagers were actually practicing a high school musical. So I could not. <gasps> <laughs> so anyway. Wow. I, this is a very this good is reason. Very, I love hearing about it because I'm like, I, I like watch high school musical and stuff, but I was never like the biggest. Like I had friends in high school who were obsessed you know and i was never really that I was. obsessed yeah well we i know that thank, thank you though for clarifying um but <laughs> yeah i just i was like that's so cool i had no idea it was in salt lake so you know i'm uh fun I'm, fact i'll post well, you, we can post pictures of me it. i obviously got pictures everywhere at the sharpe lockers and everything it's so. a sharpe yeah which is still pink right they're still pink which and it's her and up. her brother which is so interesting because her theirs are pink in the movie i think like the other main characters have like red lockers and they weren't still red it was just oh, it was just the sharpay pink Sharpe. ones maybe that, are that was part pink. of her contractual obligation she was like i <laughs> you need to keep this my pantone shade of pink 
thousand percent anyway i had a great goddamn time i went to a lot of gay stores um Love i went that. to i mean truly i tried everything i did the whole um in salt like a lot of because a lot of people don't drink because a lot of people are mormon they have like restaurants that are just soda restaurants it's essentially mm. bars that are only mocktails Can you which i don't know again? why that yes obviously. do you want to guess because christine okay, really yeah, loved yeah, the yeah. names Em told me one time, and I they're all like these kind of onomatopoeia pia type. So there's like fizz mm-hmm. and like, uh, fuck, I already forget. Fizz is the one I always hyper focus on. Um, there's fizz, and then uh, there's the big one is swig, swig, yeah. <laughs> then there's there's also thirst, thirst, and then my favorite is a pun because it's so delicious as in so delicious oh i didn't get that the first time that's cute yeah um i guess swig and so delicious are the two big ones then thirst and then i I announced loudly at the bar at the bar we were at i'll name the next one and i said no there is no other one and i said no i'm gonna name the next one but you you named it great you named it great and eva said let her name it m and i don't even know what i said you said something with a ph phosphate phosphate <laughs> now that's a good i said one. something but we but we remove all the vowels right you're at phosphate yeah um, it's very silicon valley you know anyway it was a dream i like i t- go figure me going to mormon country would mean i'd have opportunities as someone who doesn't drink to go all to all these places well, and, and try also, things i realized this later but it's dry january or it was when we were there so like everybody in the world yeah. is not everybody but a lot of people are not drinking anyway so i bet they were like leaning into it well, it was, um, <laughs> it was so and By the way, just weird. to be clear, I was not part of that, <laughs> that group. Nobody okay, that came to our a, show was, I don't think. No, I'm not um, a dry january or. But so they have all these, like, it's essentially like a Starbucks where you just go through a drive through and the only thing to drink, the only thing to order are sodas. Although some of them had, like, a weird quirky snack that Wait, they so were known for, like. did you Uber through? Or how'd you do it? I met a man named Michael. and. Oh, he was my Lyft driver. I essentially paid him for the whole night. And I was like, I need to go to one of each. And I need you to oh just. <laughs> You're my show. I need you to go to one of each. I said, I'll pay you. Good. Well, let's just do this over Venmo because Lyft is not going to give you what you deserve here. Um, because I Are need you serious. To... How do you have the confidence to pull that kind of shit off? I just couldn't. I, because I got in a car and I actually got in a few cars before Michael and I was gauging their personalities. And oh, so you f- had to wait to the right one. I had to find the right one. And then Michael who was a homeboy the second i got in the car he was ready for some social interaction because he turned so around I and stuck his hand we out and went hi i'm today. michael and i went whoa i went if that's like, the energy michael, you're gonna bring here's the energy i'm, I'm gonna, gonna proposition you but not in the way you think <laughs> let's go so i <laughs> wanted to try as many as possible i want to try as many as possible i went to all four of them and i I just got kid sizes of things and I've got like their top like five drinks at each of them. So I had like fucking 20 drinks in this poor man's <laughs> Jesus car. Jesus Christ, you're worse than me. But here's the thing because Michael was, he understood the assignment. And on top of that, he was like, let me tell you the best ones. And then he helped me finish them because he was like, there's 20 fucking drinks here, even though they're kid sized. Like, let's, let's just go to town together. And I essentially had like a bar buddy for the night. It was great. Whoa. So you paid him in, did you drink them all in the car or did you get out? No, we had to drink them in the car on the way to the other place. So we wouldn't, they wouldn't oh, sure, stack you had to on hit top them of all. each other. Yeah. Man, um, I'm so fascinated. I just, I'm like, I'm always so 
impressed when people like you are are bold enough to like make a plan like that because I just could never I like I would never have the guts. I wanted it. I so badly wanted it to be a sit down restaurant so I wouldn't bother somebody. But I also on principle had to go to these places and I didn't have a car. So I was like, I need to just find the right. Lift There's driver. no other option. And uh, I'll I'll end on this part is that it's very common in Salt Lake, apparently, for people to like at these soda places. It's the menu is listed at, in the categories are different types of soda. So like I went to one and it just said like Dr. Pepper drinks, Mountain Dew drinks, oh. Sprite drinks. And then they're all listed with like a fun name with like different syrups and pumps and stuff that you can get mixed into them. And uh, I took a picture of each so I could recreate them all back at home in the Schultzforth Manor. So now I've got a full, yeah, a full so mocktail smart. bar here. And um, I basically, uh, they their thing there though because even though they'll put syrups and stuff in it their thing is to put cream of uh, to put heavy cream or half and half it's like an italian soda if anyone's familiar where you put cream into it it was not good i and usually that's a thing in denver too that in the mountains they like these italian sodas i cannot get my head around it it was not that good. I it was better than I thought it would be, but it was still not yummy. Yeah, um, yeah. And this then grosses me out. And the main drink I guess out there is called the Dirty Dr Pepper, which is Dr Pepper with either like coconut or vanilla syrup mixed into it, sometimes with the heavy cream. This I it like. was, I in theory that sounded good, but all the syrups in soda just made them all taste like flat diluted soda because you were just diluting it with syrup oh there's not as much carbonation yeah that's fair Mm -hmm. so Um, anyway would you i i i am just gonna quickly say i drink because i just love how bold you are and i'm just proud of you i I like having friends who are like bolder than me because then i'm like you know what m if m can do it then i can ask my uber driver i can proposition my uber driver um (laughs) and so i just want to say thank you for that um confidence you instill in me and that's why i drink this week but also quick question have you ever considered perhaps opening your own mocktail type of a bar because i feel like you would be the king of like you would i mean there's no doubt in any of our minds that you'd be like the premier person that'd be cool to create right and i feel like you like as far as everything like like you're very particular about the flavors the like you know what you're doing about like in the mocktail sphere but then also the the decor the aesthetic like you'd be all (laughs) over that you'd be all over the events you'd be all over the punny names like i don't know (laughs) i i just wonder you'd be all over like customer experience and i just wonder if that's something you've ever considered because i would guarantee you'd have quite a uh quite a quite a listenership that would that would show up and rally for you if you did that i so in a dream world i could run my own mocktail bar but this is a dream world the world isn't real nothing is real but you know what is real assholes and there's a lot of people who are like i've noticed at a lot like la just opened its very first like fully mocktail bar and their their whole thing is like it's just like all those fucking uppity people who like i guess had a really great opinion about alcohol at one point and have changed their ways or they have like that filmmaker snootiness kind of to them and they're like well this isn't like i just i don't want to deal with people like that in my bar i would just want to be like no fucking assholes like if you want to mix yeah there was one drink that i got at there was one drink i got at one of the places that was like mountain dew it was like strawberry puree and like pineapple juice or something. And it tasted amazing. It sounds and like, delicious. 
if you aren't lowbrow enough, like I would want to, I would want to do a mocktail dive bar. I would love to run one of that's, those. That's more what I pictured, like a speakeasy type. I would like to do that because like an um, underground, like, oh, well, you just have to know about it to go. Because all the other ones are just too blech. And also a lot of mocktail places, which if for some reason you're a bartender and you ever run into me and you want to make me a drink, I'm only saying that not because I think that that's what I deserve, but it has happened quite a few times. And I just want to put a PSA out there that if you were the next person to do this for me, um, I feel like everyone tries so hard to really amp up the mocktail because they feel like you've already lost the alcohol experience that they yeah. really owe it to you to like they make up it this as mocktail. similar as possible to a real cocktail. Yes, but like I don't give a shit about alcohol, so to make it as similar is doing nothing yeah. for me. And like I, yeah. so I hate the idea of like they're like, oh well, we use this. There's like all these Bitters. brands now that are like alcohol replacements and it's like it's our version of like mocktail gin and i'm like never on earth did i want real gin so please don't put yes. fake gin in it like give me a fucking like, sprite with an orange juice like some like just like i want you to create like a drinks. phosphate bar from the olden days that were like yeah. didn't your like you know didn't your didn't your grandparents have like an ice cream bar or something like why don't been? you just re like clearly it's in your blood you know why don't you <laughs> Re- I would love to actually. It was called the well. Um, I know I'm monopolizing the the time here today. I'm no, sorry. I'm, I'm just not asking all the mood. questions. No, no. Tell I me. like that. I feel very loved. Um, oh, good. I. Uh, but you ask me a question, and then I really, I take it no, way go. too far. I know what I'm doing when I ask you a question. You know that, right? <laughs> like I've known you long enough. I know. I know. Okay. Um, okay. No, my my gammy who has passed, and my grand we called him Grandpa Schultz who has passed. They both met when they were kids because their parents ran businesses across the street from each other. And so my gammy, her parents, and if you happen to know anybody, by the way, ask your grandparents because I'm trying to find information on this thing. Um, I know the location and nothing else about it and no newspaper on earth seems to have ever talked about it. Um, My gammy, her parents ran what was called... um, mcdonald's luncheonette and it i guess locals called it max place and it was a luncheonette with a candy it was a candy shop an ice cream store it did like deli sandwiches um and across the street was the schultz pharmacy and shut up my grandpa he used to i guess help his dad at his pharmacy and my gammy used to help her parents at the luncheonette and so every now and then my grandpa and gammy would go to each other's stores because they would be picking up sandwiches for their parents or one of them needed medicine for their parents. One of them was getting and so- cocaine and heroin for their parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, under the dust of the cocaine, they ended up falling in love. And that's that's how I came to be. So under the um, dust. of the OK, that makes a lot of sense, first of all. But second of all, wow. So wait, where was this? So that people who are good at like all the sleuthing. Baldwin, New York. Okay, um, okay. And... After that, Why they was ended it up called moving McDonald's to... Luncheonette? Because my gammy's maiden name was McDonald. Wow. And it's M-A-C? I, th- I think it was. I have one Max. picture that exists of them in front of the place, but I think it was M-C. M-C. Oh, okay. I, I'm just curious for those for those who might do a little digging, which it may or may not be me later. We'll I see. think that, yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. It was in like the, the 50s and 60s, and it was oh. called... McDonald's spelled in some way luncheonette and it was known to the locals as Max Place and it was across the street in Baldwin New York from the Schultz Pharmacy so wow um, anyway uh 
I don't even know what you asked. I asked if you would ever consider reopening something like that because I think you would really like knock it out of the park. I would love to run like a diner or a luncheonette. My mom and I actually always really good. My mom and I always had a dream about opening like an old school ice cream parlor together. That's it. Yeah. And I think you could sell the sodas on the side as like a, you know, your own recipes or whatever. I I really think you would hit it, hit it big with that. I do. Thank you. I appreciate Mm -hmm. that. I, in a world where I'm not terrified of risk that it it is happening. That's listen, I'm listening to a book about confidence and we're made to feel like we can't do anything, but guess what? Men run around and they're like, oh, well, I just assume i can do everything so you know what oh well now that you've said that you can do it just assume you can do it and it'll be fine (laughs) thank you for the confidence boost that's why i drank this week because you made me feel very loved with all your questions um i did not mean to monopolize the the situation but i i did enjoy talking about myself i'm not gonna lie no i Um, would rather i would rather just hear interesting stories um i wanted to hear about your grandparents uh sody pop shop so i'll ask one question that matches mine real quick do you know how any of your parents your grandparents met is there like any meat cutes um (laughs) or Hmm. no what to say you can just say no (laughs) you're making it sound like it's like prison or something how to frame this um well if you recall the decade and uh state of the world during the time when my grandparents would have met Oh, you were Germans. I forgot. Yeah. You forgot. Wow. Good for you. I, for a I moment, didn't. just to get by. I um, can't. Um, but yeah. So, okay. so you know, uh, the well, you know what? I did find one piece of information that my grandmother, Maria, who I'm always trying uh-huh. to like reach out to and like connect with because I'm like named after her and she, she was very like mystical before, mm. you know, becoming... <laughs> not that way um very catholic but she apparently was uh she had she was in the front of the the catholic rally against uh nazi occupation of austria as far as i can tell from some old sources but beyond that i think they all kind of just had to step in line and uh follow the follow the way that things uh had to be so let's just leave it at that and say I'm forging a new path in my life. <laughs> wow. You yeah. could have just said, like, they met over coffee. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to lie. I mean, you know, I don't I don't really know. And to be honest with you, it is kind of a sore spot for me because I don't know. And my parents, for understandable like, reasons, do not discuss their, really? their past. Not at all. We just don't do it. You're not really supposed to you know or i think one day maybe it's too difficult you know right now but i think one day i'll probably do a better more um more in-depth dive into all of that but uh with my parents having their boundaries set i don't ever want to you know overstep uh with her that's like the only time i think i've ever heard one of my friend's parents have boundaries about information where i'm like maybe it is for the best (laughs) no literally like my parents will not Tell me, I didn't know until a few weeks ago that my grandmother had a sister or that my grandfather had a sister. I didn't know. Um, I barely knew their, I don't know my grandma's middle name. Like, I don't know anything about them really. So what? Nothing. I'm like, and it's, it's very difficult for me, but, um, I was going to say that has to actually be a bit of an identity crisis. Cause you're like, how do I, it really does. It hurts a bit. Um, but yeah. And then when I do find stuff out, it's like, do I really want to know? Like, is it just going to make me feel mm. even worse? Probably. So 
and my brother's very Ooh. comfortable i think just being kind of like um you know like we'll leave it in the past and not think about it or not 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 think about it but like you know just understand it for what it is and blah 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 and i'm just very like i think i'm just hurt over it and he's not so i stand alone in that way um i think one day you know maybe when my parents are much older they'll be like okay we can talk about it now but yeah no i have a i have one grandpa who i've i've mentioned before on here um very briefly but there's at some point i don't know what happens in my family because there's a generation where everyone beneath them was like we do not talk about them like you do yeah. not want to know what they were doing you do not want to know what was happening and just know that we come from very bad people and i'm like holy shit but and now of i'm course like i, I can't... must know <laughs> exactly I, that's how i feel i'm like i'm desperate to figure out what happened like wh- who do i that's come from that's kind of and how so... i feel and my brother's like why do you want to know i'm like i don't know because no one will tell me i guess yeah, I just have to trust my ancestors who did who were trying to protect me before I was even born. They're like, maybe so. I really don't want to know, but I'm like, no, I do. I a part of me has to know, but maybe I would regret it. I don't know. I know it's a it's a tough line to walk, and um, yeah, I feel for anybody who uh, has a disconnect from their their yeah. ancestors as well. I mean, remember when you showed me pictures of your your ancestors, and I was like, so blown away. Like I was like, I've never really seen a picture of my grandparents like yeah it's just it's, so f- crazy to me i'm like how like it's just so i don't know yeah. i was like living vicariously <laughs> I was like, this is the well thank you I've that means seen. a lot because i um so that's for people listening that's on the other side of my family where as far as i know there's not too many i don't come from easy, bad people yeah. over there <laughs> the bad blood is on the other side <sighs> um but one of my big Christmas presents to my mom this year was I went through every picture she's ever taken since she was mm-hmm. fucking born in the 60s. And I digitized everything and <laughs> organized them into Google Drives and did QR codes and put the actual pictures into binders. And so that way she like everything's connected. She even if the house burned down tomorrow, she still has those binders digitally. Yeah. Um, and then I also went through like I digitized all of our home videos. So there it was a very, very long, like almost year long project I was doing behind the scenes. And I found all these pictures, which to this day, I'm so grossed out with my mother because she was just throwing every loose picture she ever took into like this like big ass Tupperware and didn't care about like the quality, like if the pictures were being damaged. And just like, like shut, I found pictures from fucking and put it away. Yeah, I found pictures from 1885. I'm like, girl, like you oh! can't just throw throw this into essentially the tr- a trash bin under I your mean, bed. I mean, I understand that this is different, but to be fair, you said if somebody mailed you old photos like that, you would put them in the dumpster. So, um, That's true, but it was saying. our like our our family. Right. So like, they they're more they matter, right? True. And so um but the the pictures that I found, I mean, some of them are fascinating. There's a whole binder of photos I didn't even know existed that are of grandparents before my grandparents and like luckily my grandma's still alive and has told me stories about them and i she always told me about like one of my great great grandmas who we would have gotten along so well and then i found Mm -hmm. pictures of her i know i was enamored by her too it i've it's it it's very moving and actually as i'm talking about it i think i like opened something up while i was Mm -hmm. messing with those pictures because ever since like just talking about it right now i can feel someone in the room with us and I never had a connection to them. And so now I'm wondering, were they always looking out for me? And now I've opened a door in a way where like now I can feel them watching me or were they never watching me? And both of us grew connected together. (laughs) 
yeah, did we both like kind of fall in love with each other through this project? But I feel really connected to somebody. And I don't know if it was if it's that grandma or there's an aunt that I think I might be sensing. I remember the aunt. Yeah, she by the way, there's there's rumors that she was the first queer of our family. So I like to think that she's really really looking down too. but love um, that for her and you. Last thing I'll say, we are literally already half an hour in. I'm so sorry, everybody. But oh, I will end okay. on a ghost They'll story. I'll, okay. I'll end on a ghost story, which I have, I've already told you, right? I love about it, my though. Aunt. I was going to ask you, too. Yeah. Um, my, I was home, and I was messing with all these pictures, and I'd been feeling something kind of stirring around and someone watching out for me, but it's a feeling I've never really known before. And so I was talking to one of my friends who's a medium, and... I was like, I just feel like someone's around and I know it's from these pictures and I don't, I've never felt them before. I don't know who they are. And she said, like, honestly, like, just ask out loud Mm. to talk to them. Like, it's that simple and just make it specific, like make it be a sign that like, it's so obvious that you would not be able to like make a coincidence out of this. Mm. And so I asked out loud, even in front of my medium friend, I was like, whoever's here, like, I can feel you. I know you're around. I don't know, like what's going on but i i just need a sign that you're one of my family members because i don't know if by messing with this stuff i've opened up a door to everyone or like if this is a family member so if you can just send me like you know i I like to think of myself and the family as like the one who knows the most about all of our ancestry and like and all of our tchotchkes and any backstory I know that we don't have a lot of heirlooms. A spoiler alert, we fled uh, for, we escaped the Holocaust. So we don't have a lot going on. Um, and we don't have a lot of like things that have been passed down through the family. I've never really seen a, a lot of heirlooms. And I was like, I know with confidence that we don't have anything l- really left after my great grandma. If you can bring me an heirloom from our family, which I know doesn't exist. If you can bring up me an heirloom, that way I'll know that like it's a new one that you a new seen, one right? I've never seen yeah. before. Like you and I said, like and not only that, but like drop it on my head, like plop it in my hand, you like make do it so like, obvious, like have someone hand it to me. Then I'll know that like it's family that I'm sensing. Mm-hmm. Within 24 hours, my mom was like <laughs> going. <laughs> my mom was going through her closet and she was like oh come over and like you know help me go through these earrings and i ended up lifting up like her earring tray and we didn't know it was hollow i didn't know it was hollow at least and in there was just like these tiny little figurines Ah! and i was like mom what the hell are these and she went oh my god i've been looking for those and she grabbed them and plopped them in my hand and she went this is the closest thing to a family heirloom we have i was like Ah! what and they were these little statues, these little monkey statues of hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. And she yeah. was like, when I was a kid, they were really old. So I'm thinking they were like, she remembers uh, that that queer aunt I was telling you about. Um, yeah. She said that they used to be hers, but she remembers them being old. So they might have even been handed down to her, which was a great, great aunt. Queer, I think it's a queer aunt running around. I, I think it's her. And it's if it's not guess. her, then it's her mom. It's one of the two. But um. It's just I found that so stunning because I also listened to a book um, by Laura Lynn uh, Jackson and because I have felt such a weird like lonely disconnect from my Mm. like uh, people who've passed my my, you know, grandparents and stuff. Uh, And she says, like, basically, you just have to ask for something really specific 
and like it'll happen just like ask for ask for like a giraffe riding a tricycle or whatever and then like you'll see i don't know a cartoon and it happens all the time um and so i had asked for uh that stuffed alligator remember and then we Mm -hmm. read that next morning we read uh an episode or i'm sorry we did our listeners episode and in one of the things was like a ghost story about how a stuffed alligator appeared in her living room and i was like oh (laughs) that's so weird so amazing it's kind of cool it's so if you are out there and you're just thinking like i wonder you know don't don't be afraid to ask worse that happens you feel a little silly but um so anyway the world is a weird place so and that's why we drink amen tell me a story explore new possibilities pleasure zones and find your vibe at funlove.com Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Juni, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Speaking of weird stories, Christine, I've been waiting to cover this for so long. Ooh, and you have to know it you have to already know what's coming or like not maybe not yet but when i say the title there's no way you don't know what the story is but get ready to banter because this is just beyond banana grams noodles all the way to the top this is the kentucky meat shower oh holy shit i have heard about this aka the kentucky meat storm aka carnal rain 
Ew, that's the new album that Zach Bagans is releasing next week. <laughs> uh, did you know about it before you moved to Kentucky? I had heard about it, but only because I lived in Cincinnati, which is like oh, 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 oh. 10 minutes from Kentucky. So I was basically always in, uh, you know, in Kentucky, almost. This is um, one of my favorite stories. I've always wanted to cover it. It's just a mystery for How the ages. How did you hear about it, like, originally? Oh, I couldn't even tell you. Years ago. Yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of podcasts cover this. That's what I just think. Just because it's I'm like, so I'm sure weird. I know they covered it on Lore and some other shows, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think back when Mysterious Universe was not problematic, I think oh, I read an article oh, yeah. there. They definitely Remember Mysterious Universe? <laughs> yes, yes. Um. I, I think I I think I must have read it there for the first time because that was where I got a lot of my like weird articles to start off of. Yeah, <laughs> well, that was a great source. <laughs> it was a great source. I really wish that it was. It could still be a great source. Um, so okay, the Kentucky Meat Shower, which, by the way, I just want to start off with a quote from myself because I kept saying it <laughs> as I was doing these notes. Uh, this is how you'll know I made it to heaven when it's raining <laughs> meat. <laughs> gross that's how you'll know so if you're looking for like an heirloom plopped into your hand sign oh my god i made it yeah when filet mignon just rains down on people that's how you'll know. oh my christ so when the next kentucky meat shower occurs it means m has gained their wings in heaven (laughs) when a filet mignon i've gained my horns and emothy has gained their horns (laughs) yeah that's exactly right so immediately it's weird because to me this happens in 1876. I feel like if it happened in 2024 we could say like oh like a like a butcher plane like crashed. A, I don't know something. A Max Do- a McDonald's uh, luncheonette yeah. blew the top <laughs> off the roof. <laughs> uh this happened in on March 3rd. Uh it is in 1876 and there is a woman named Mrs. Crouch. Hmm. already feels like a fake story i feel like mrs crouch sure is does. like just feels like the name of a, a vague it feels like story something out of a roll doll book yeah yeah and mrs crouch she lives on a farm with her husband alan they live in olympia springs kentucky which is exactly a two-hour drive from christine's house not to triangulate Yay! you um if you drive in one direction for two hours exactly you will get to christine's house we'll find it eventually (laughs) uh mrs crouch was outside one day she is making soap in the yard Mm. which that's the most 1876 farm thing i've ever heard in my life Kentucky thing i've ever heard yep uh and she noticed that the winds nearby were suggesting rain however the weather Made it seem like the sky was pretty clear, but she kept hearing the sounds of of a storm brewing. Uh Uh-oh. Around noon, all of a sudden, she sees or hears, depending on the story, something falling near the house. And she looks around, and she realizes that it is raining raw meat. What the fuck? Like, I know the story, but I just still can't understand. I... And in 1876, a lot of weird things haven't happened yet, you know? So Right? Yeah. Like, we haven't figured out a lot of weird shit, but, like, this one still is so fucking weird. Uh, The meat shower lasted (laughs) several minutes, 
And I like that gives you enough time to like wonder if you're hallucinating or not. And then you just stare and you just wait. Several like, is, minutes. And you just look around. You're like, is this my forever now or does it end? And now your soap smells like meat. Ugh. Yeah, that was like Gross. a special edition soap. That was like, do you want to smell like you want to be covered you in raw blood? Like you tell M? me. Do you want to uh, want <laughs> M to fall in love with you? This is my magic potion. I promise I smell better than that. But my my <laughs> tummy do. does smell like steak for sure. <laughs> um so this meat shower lasted several minutes covered their farm or at least a hundred yards by 50 yards of their farm jesus okay reportedly enough meat rained down to quote fill up a wagon now could that be one of those little red wagons that kids have or is this like a fucking stagecoach wagon i don't know i don't know but i imagine it was the wagon they used on the farm so yeah, uh, which was not a little kid wagon. Mm-hmm. This was a big boy wagon. Mm-hmm. Most pieces were two inches by two inches. So little squares. Okay. Not really little squares. I mean, like... A... Big chunks. Pretty big chunks. And the largest piece that she saw was the length of her hand. Ugh. That's a full ass... That's a fucking sirloin. That's a New York strip right there. That's That's expensive expensive cut yeah that's at least a 30 40 dollar piece of meat and this is before uh, cows had all these hormones so i don't know like how these might have been actually chunks... better to eat <laughs> might have been it probably was <laughs> um so the, it was the length of her hand was the biggest piece and apparently the meat appeared very fresh but it also <laughs> looked very gristly uh, the first thought is that it must have been beef or venison, and she reported that it fell like snowflakes when it fell down. Ew! So, like, okay. I'm imagining. Oh, do your do your your Grinch music as I imitate it floating down. Um. Oh. Uh. Ahu do re ahu fa re welcome. And now there's steak everywhere. Shower. <laughs> my hands what if they rewrote the grinch and the christmas ham they ate at the end or whatever that was actually did the float down beast? that way the roast beast um, i know way too much about the fucking cr- i have a problem i know I, uh, I know i do i was thinking green eggs and ham there's a lot of meat stories that dr seuss was about um yeah well there's two but um i think you nailed it you got them both compared no, to other series for children that's two more than most what so. about um what about uh, C.S. Lewis's The Great Meat Shower of 1873? <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I was like, what? That's very on brand. Um, so it falls like snowflakes. I don't even know physically how that can work because two by two. Wouldn't it? Uh, wouldn't it go splat? Wouldn't it thud like hail or something instead of whatever? In my mind, physics would work. Yes. And maybe I've read mm. the notes wrong. Maybe it's not fell like snowflakes. Maybe it felt like snowflakes. But that also doesn't make sense. Because that if you're getting pummeled with t- heavy, thick meat. <laughs> Gross. If you're getting, what? as I said earlier, smashed to smithereens. <laughs> oh, it's sick. It really is. Um, okay. So get is, is this not the most Linda thing you've ever heard in your entire life? Because Tell me. fresh meat is just pouring down. Her first thought very first fucking thought of what this could be she thought her son had been killed and dismembered on his way home and the wind was blowing him across the farm (laughs) that's literally that's my mother if i don't call her back in five minutes my god you wrote something like in the book in the haunted road atlas or something where you said like uh 
meanwhile my mom uh like calls the national guard if i disable find my friends or something and i feel like that line alone is like so apt <laughs> i mean wow i mean to be fair as a deeply mentally ill person as well my with my with intrusive thoughts my brain also would be like great there goes my loved ones they're all hacked up into pieces and falling from the sky so i'd have the same uh same thing but but in a my mom would at least text a picture of it and be like is this you or she'd be like (laughs) (laughs) or she'd be like this could be you if you don't get back to me in the next i'd like begin mourning already you know i'd be like in mourning she would send me a link about raining meat and then she'd be surprised when i called back because i'm alive she'd be amazed she'd be like oh my god it wasn't you like you texted me uh yeah so i can't imagine this this woman had to be an overprotective helicopter jewish yeah i wonder yeah she clearly had some some intrusive thoughts as well i feel you girl you know the son came home and was like you thought i was blowing across the farm in chunks what the fuck is wrong with prime rib was me what are you talking about (laughs) um they must have just gotten into like a really aggressive fight or something and it was the last time she'd seen her son you know the guilt (laughs) yeah the guilt um Anyway, when she realized it was not her son. think for the rest son, of their lives, she would be like, I wish it was you in that fucking meat shower. <laughs> you know the like son was that... like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Be careful. I might rain from the sky yeah, in Yeah, exactly. Second. I feel like they're going to like weaponize that because I was just on TikTok because, you know, I have a TikTok again. Um, and I saw a TikTok that like referenced like a uh, toxic marriage. And remember that? Um, what was that movie with Adam Driver? Uh, oh, and scarlett johansson Mm -hmm. um it was really good the one about their marriage falling apart basically um but they like played a clip there where he like whips around screams like every morning i wake up and hope you're dead and i'm like i can just imagine that line of like every morning i wake up and hope you fall from the sky in a dead meat shower (laughs) just tumbleweed your your bloody carcass across the farm much more creative that way just saying Uh, yeah you know like uh, at board games they like make inside jokes about it and then they have to explain to the family why mom is when they get apples to apples like the blank card they're like oh boy here we go (laughs) so uh i guess she realized oh it's not my son and still though (laughs) thought it was good and thought it was an omen from god i mean that's almost better than the first thought she had yeah Um, yeah 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 and soon neighbors who had also witnessed this from their windows because they're like something is raining out there and then they're like is that meat is that her they're son like, is that Hang our on. neighbor's son yeah <laughs> <laughs> so they start getting real curious you know if i were in that neighborhood i would have been leading the gossip pack Boots i would have been on the ground M is out there M <laughs> is taking notes i'd be like we are getting to the bottom of this immediately um so all the neighbors are all of a sudden showing up at the house being like, what the fuck was that? Because remember, it only rained on their farm. That only. is so weird. Okay. So neighbors saw it from a distance or maybe like a piece hit their house and they were like, this is fucking crazy. But everyone goes to the crouches to be like, are you good? Like, what was that? Like, and why are you some neighbors steak at my window? Some neighbors reported seeing meat hanging from the fences and the blood of the meat was like staining the fence. <gasps> 
They Ew. remember seeing the meat stuck in bushes and they saw chunks fall hard enough from the sky to chip wood off the house, which goes against the snowflake theory, by the way. Gee, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I the range's say. snowflakes are chipping the roof. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a big but range. all I can think about when it's like stuck in the bushes is like this is Geo's. Dream. dream like if this if this happens m if the next whenever the next kentucky meat shower happens m and geo are both reunited in heaven and having the best <laughs> day of their lives we're and just we're geo's rolling dream. around doing like snow meat angels like <laughs> ew. Ew, 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 ew. and meanwhile uh, my window's getting fucking shattered and i'm like you too i swear to god <laughs> yeah it'll be uh if there's two showers you'll know i got to heaven and then the second one is when geo passes it'll be me letting you know oh he's with me now we're good oh don't worry things are about to get a lot weirder yeah thanks (laughs) (laughs) so uh when a reporter later asked i love by the way i'm also the reporter in this and my reporter i like to think this was actually the lead of the gossip pack who just decided they were the reporter there's like you can always say you're a reporter nobody can really there's no like official badge you know well just like the first thing this person asked the crouches was uh after it started kind of clearing up like looking back on the story was like what did it smell like uh, oh great question great question and she said she did not smell it, which, like, there's no way. It's a bunch of raw I mean, meat maybe in your not yarn. right away. Like, I would hope if it was fresh, it wouldn't smell right away. After, like, a day or two, I would imagine it would start to smell. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, so pretty immediately, just like how you predicted with Geo, pretty immediately, the farm animals start eating oh. the shit out of this stuff. I'm so <laughs> happy for them. I'm so happy for them. At least they got a happy day, you know? Uh, the Crouch's cat also started eating it, which they, I don't even know. The cat, like, I like to think escaped the house the second he saw meat raining from the sky and was like, this I mean, is my. If it's, a, it's, if it's a farm, I imagine the cat did not live inside anyway. So I'm sure he oh, was just like, what the fuck is going on? So neighbors, again, they started coming around. Everyone's wondering how this came to be. Uh, many of the witnesses thought it must be beef. Uh, remember they were thinking it's either beef or venison witnesses are also saying they think it's beef but a neighbor who was an like an avid hunter said it is obviously bear because of its very greasy feeling like oh fun fact bears are greasy i guess um cool and so because (laughs) because all people i don't think we've ever evolved just like the animals the neighbors were like should we try it should we eat it somebody has to say it somebody has to say it somebody had to say it. everyone was thinking it someone Mm. was thinking well it's free meat maybe we should try brave soul yep and that brave soul's name was jimmy welch and jimmy (laughs) jimmy and he agreed to try the meat for a dollar (laughs) (laughs) okay this is me back then you're the one running around like and I'm like, will you give me a dollar? I'll eat it. And then they're like, no. And I'm like, fine, I'll eat it anyway. I don't need the dollar. Yeah, exactly. I don't care. So I feel I'll like eat the it. dollar. I feel like he just ate it, and then people thought he was gross, and he like made up the story about the He's dollar. Like, no, no, it was a dare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently he could not even swallow it down. <gasps> Didn't which, he, like he ate it raw? Which not sure did. Good. Right. That's already bad. Uh, a local butcher, raw- which bear i don't know yeah maybe raw greasy bear 
nasty. Which, like, even if I liked bear, I couldn't eat that. Like, so, raw. Yeah, no, no. Um, A local butcher, two different sources told me that his name was Mr. Frisbee. <laughs> okay. Um, Frisbee. He was apparently the meat expert, which makes me think sure. that, like, this this is his moment, right? Like, he's like, like, I am the butcher in town and it is raining meat. Step aside. It's like, this is his Avengers moment. He's oh, like, hell yeah. It's like, I will save the town. Finally, I can um, wear my cape. Yeah. <laughs> my apron, my cape, I'll throw it around my neck and it'll look like Oh a my cape. God, yes. He just turns the apron around and it's just it's covered in It's the perfect costume. It's like Clark Kent's glasses. It's got to be something quick because you got to go into battle immediately. Okay. The butcher superhero. That's pretty good, Em. And Mr. Frisbee, he also tries eating it. He says that it might be um, deer or venison or mutton. Um, okay. He did say, and this is a quote, uh, The this is a quote from a podcast I listened to about this, that the smell was a new one. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Wait, what's mutton? Is that? Sh- mutton sheep? is lamb. Lamb. Oh, oh okay. Um, I think. Wow. Sheep or oh, lamb. Sm- and then venison the is smell? deer. smell? is a new one. Oh god which interesting because mrs crouch said that she didn't smell it and i'm like you clearly just didn't want to smell it i mean you know she was saying? also making soap maybe her nose was like diluted you know what i mean broke even that's a great point mm. yeah maybe they canceled each other out when he uh when this butcher he took some of the meat he pulls it apart and when he pulls it apart a stringy fibrous material oozed out like milk <gasps> so he was like i don't know what that is but that ain't meat uh oh, what does it mean a stringy fibrous material that oozed out a milky fluid Ugh. That's it's giving saltburn hello fresh whether you're trying to save money, eat better, stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price you'll like delivered right to your door. No more of that staring blankly in the fridge wondering what to make for dinner. No more of me panicking all of a sudden realizing it's 6 p.m. and I have not made anything to eat. HelloFresh is there. It's in the fridge. It's ready to go. It's easy to make. And you can choose from over 45 recipes every week. Actually, the other week, I forgot to choose my meals in advance. And so when they came, I was like, what am I going to get? And this sweet corn and green pepper chowder arrived. Uh, It's sweet corn and green pepper chowder with Old Bay toast. And I'm not like a soup or chowder type person usually. So I made it thinking like, oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. But it is in the Hall of Fame on HelloFresh for a reason. The Old Bay toast, and I mean, I've never made a chowder before, but I was like, wow, Blaze, look what I did. It was really delicious. I was pleasantly surprised. So even if you don't remember, like I sometimes don't, to pick your meals in advance, they always end up tasting really good. Go to HelloFresh.com slash drinkfree and use code drinkfree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash drinkfree with code drinkfree. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. 
Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So even if it wasn't meat, after a few days, it certainly began to rot like meat. And just like you said Ugh. earlier, after a few days, that farm started to smell rough. Oh. Super bad. Um. And I guess the smell alone, if people hadn't already witnessed the shower, if the town wasn't already talking about it, now the smell was enough to get people's attention. Reporters are coming out. Scientists are coming to collect samples for testing because they've heard that meat that's not meat is yeah. raining from the sky. Several papers, including the New York Times, uh, wrote about the findings and possible origins of this meat rain. Uh, one scientist from Scientific American said that the sample was not meat. But it was something called Gnostic, which is a type of bacteria that's found in soil and is not actually visible at all until it's wet. So his thought, I guess what this Gnostic bacteria does, hmm. it sits on the ground. And if it rains, that water or moisture expands it into a gelatinous form with thread-like tubes so it looks like meat because it looks like there's oh. muscle, muscles in it. And apparently, apparently it's edible for animals. I don't know if it's edible, but animals will eat it. So, and then it'll um, fly across the world and rain onto you. Yeah, the thread-like tubes turn into wings, and then they it flies. Yeah, away. I was like, explain that part, buddy. So it's this gelatinous shit that kind of it's like those like sea monkeys where they you can't how see them you, until you put water on them. Ugh. How do you spell and then all of a sudden that? It grows. Gnostic. N o s t o c. O c. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And nicknames for this, for Gnostic, are Witch's Jelly, which makes sense because oh, of, of the I've time. I've heard of that. I've heard of Witch's Jelly. Because it's jelly that appears out of nowhere because yeah. it has to have moisture. Um, it's also known as Star Jelly. It's known as Star Fallen jelly. Star, which is what mm. I call Christine when I see her shoulders. <laughs> it's also called Spit of the Moon, and it's also called Troll Butter. Ew! Okay, first of all, least favorite, Troll Butter. Total favorite new one to me is moon spit or whatever you said. Um, I love moon that. Moon spit like is something moon... I make when I'm working the bar ship when I do my shift <laughs> at, at Star Tenders. Yeah. Honestly, moon spit is what you do when that one bitchy customer doesn't tip you. You're like, I'm going to moon spit right <laughs> near your fucking cocktail, you biatch. Uh, but <laughs> Gnostic. The witch, I've heard of star jelly um, and I've heard of and witch's jelly. jelly. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but I'm, I just Googled it and like it looks fucking green it doesn't really look like meat to me yeah if anything it looks like rotten meat not fresh meat uh, yeah definitely doesn't look like Ooh, it's really kind of nasty like i'll uh i'll send a photo to the group to, or at least to you yeah there's a hydrated gnostic commune from the ohio state university and we can post yeah this i'd on like Instagram. to know what picture you're looking at because okay. maybe like to them could they have excused it as like meat fat I mean, oh, it looks almost no. like seaweed, right? It looks like seaweed. Yeah. And I, I I mean, to be honest, like every photo looks like that, as at least the ones I can find. Interesting. So, I mean, maybe I don't... 
maybe they you know were... how like carrots didn't used to just be orange they had like purple True. and white and everything and Cows like used then to a... be green uh-huh yeah maybe meat <laughs> me, me, me used to be green before it was rotten um yeah i don't know but the the main theory from scientific american is that it was gnostic um okay. maybe it was like they thought it was a different strand of gnostic that was a maybe. different color maybe it changed colors because it was flying through the air i don't know because also maybe if it if it looked like that texture that does look like something that would fall like snowflakes really it looks like it would splat but i guess so would meat so maybe let me look at the picture yeah. again no that feels like it would at least look like it kind of rained a little bit more than like a thick f- plummet yeah i guess you're right not just like one big like thud yeah that's fair mm-hmm. um Anyway, so Gnostic was, they thought that maybe Gnostic was on the ground, rain made it expand, but there was no rain. This was a clear day, and the only thing that fell from the sky was meat, or this material. Um, So Hmm. that takes out the Gnostic theory, because there was no water to build it out of the ground. Right. Other scientists said that it's not Gnostic, it is actual meat, but we don't know what kind of meat. Um, well okay i could have said that too yeah i guess i'm a fucking scientist (laughs) some mystery Um, meat (laughs) but so uh, one person tried to cook it over a bunsen burner and it reportedly smelled like mutton like rancid mutton suet and for those who don't know suet is like a hard raw fat so they thought like maybe it's like rotten sheep fat lamb fat okay yeah um in this same experiments or in the same i guess like lab the same people who are working on the bunsen burner thing they also put a chemical solution over the meat material so that it would i guess eat some of it away so they could see closer up on the Mm. fibers and the tissues and there were in fact fibers and connective tissues so they decided okay so it must be meat Um, okay Many of the cohorts in this lab, after smelling it, say that it was definitely mutton. Which, like, is this town just riddled with mutton? Like, why is everybody oh, yeah, know what that smells I like? Also, I love that they're all just smelling. They're like, uh, the other scientists also smelled it and said it had to be <laughs> mutton. And, and you like, know they smelled it for science. They were like, I just yeah, have right, to Yeah, right, 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 right. And they got paid. They were on the clock, for sure. <laughs> um <laughs> Some scientists agreed that it was meat, but not mutton, and maybe it was just animal cartilage. And then Uh. under a microscope, uh, they said that the meat was had to be either horse lung tissue or human infant lung tissue. (gasps) Oh, God, it just keeps getting worse. In the words of Bethany Watson from an Acquired Taste podcast to cover this, uh, she said, <laughs> oh, apparently, she really? <laughs> she said, apparently babies have the lungs of horses. <laughs> so, oh, I which, mean, they do seem to scream loudly and have a lot of energy. I guess I could see how that would equate. Yeah. But it's, it, it is wild. It's like, it's either horse or baby lung. Nothing like, in between. Nothing <laughs> like, else. Not a pig. <laughs> um. So that's what they said after looking at it under a microscope. But another doctor uh, checked out a bunch of samples and said some of them were cartilage, but one had uh, muscular connective tissue, so it couldn't have been a lung because it was muscular. Oh, So that takes away the thought that it's a horse lung or a baby lung. This guy says it's not a lung. And then the meat at this point, like uh, amongst all of the science that they were doing, it's now like rotten across the board. So... Uh, right people couldn't really even determine the animal 
of the meat if they wanted to. But now they're saying it's definitely not human. It's definitely animal meat. And it seems like everyone's because people were just taking chunks of it and bringing it. So maybe the samples were different parts of animal parts. True. Like maybe one part's a lung, you know, and then one part was a lung. Someone else was like, yeah. no, it's clearly not a lung. But that was because they had a different piece of the meat. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So that kind of takes away the theory that like it's one type of organ. Maybe it's like just the original chicken Pieces McNugget. Of... And it's just yeah. like <laughs> yeah. bits of everything. There's a beak. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, and so this also led to the theory that maybe there was, regardless of what type of animal it was, was I guess they're assuming sheep or lamb since everyone thinks it smelled like mutton the most. Yeah. <laughs> but the thought is that some animal must have exploded in the air and his chunks were raining down on the farm. So either the, the animal world? was being hunted and the the boom of the bullet like sh- like pushed them into the sky, which I don't know if they made guns that powerful back then. Oh, or there was some sort of like literal like land mine that a sheep stepped on and flew into the sky after being launched from an explosion. Um, but this happened in like a small town on a farm. There was no fucking explosion, and, and like they have the. Heard it? Wouldn't they have heard it? And also wasn't like the main hunter there who thought it was bear. So like he would have maybe known if anyone had been shot that hard into the sky. Um, But one of the theories is that it exploded in the sky and rained down. One New York Times reporter claimed that the meat shower was literally a meat seer shower. Um, oh. Where this is probably going to be your favorite theory because... I like that it's called like a meteor, like meteor, meteor, meteor. <laughs> that it was a literal meat shower of when Earth passed through a bunch of orbiting chunks of meat. The theory comes from the fact that a meteor coming to Earth must have either hit a bunch of birds and the birds all exploded together. What? But we would have seen a fucking meteor. Let's be clear. We would have seen well, a meteor. Maybe not. Like this, if it was close enough to the Earth's atmosphere, it's hitting yeah, a like, pack of meteors... birds. No, but meteors can be really small. I guess so. But also, if a meteor is coming down from outer space and hitting birds so hard they explode, would there even be evidence of a bird anymore? But it's like... I feel like it would just be pulverized. <laughs> I will tell you one thing. What? There'd be a beak. There'd be a beak. And it would make it into my chicken McNugget. Except um, probably the bird ate it. I mean, not the bird. The, probably the dog ate it. So, Well, the reason I say this is probably going to be your favorite theory is because that theory very quickly slipped into this theory, which is that, well, maybe a meteor hit our birds or another planet with life on it exploded and their that, yeah. bodies are raining down on us. I so, find that a little crazy because like then it would be so concentrated just to that one area. Like it seems right. a little bit unlikely for well that. if you i've heard about an alien coming and crashing down in a very specific part of the farm before and that is called oh, the birth of clark kent slash superman oh uh, sure okay i thought you were talking about the uh the uh whatchamacallit in kentucky the the alien oh the hopkinsville green. kelly hopkinsville kelly hopkinsville yeah um 
No, that's how Superman got his start. He his er, his home planet exploded, and he flew down to Smallville, Kansas, and he crash landed into a farm. So there you go. maybe that's what's happening here. Um, this was just Clark Kent's like really unlucky brother, and the his passage onto Earth didn't. Work. He didn't have quite the same like constitution <laughs> as his brother, so he kind of <laughs> didn't make it past Earth's atmosphere. So they think that there must have been another planet that exploded and this is called the cosmic meat theory because basically it suggests that all the meat that's raining on us is dead exploded alien flesh i mean i love it even if this was a legit theory though anything falling to earth through the atmosphere that quickly would have been incinerated before it ever touched the ground so okay maybe they were in a ufo and the something went wrong and he fell out maybe (laughs) honestly anything's possible at this point so um one one professor thought that this was dried tadpoles that the wind spit out onto the farm like somehow got lifted up in a storm and just kind of came raining down on people and that's apparently not a weird theory because fish and frogs have reportedly fallen from the sky several times in storms. Yeah, raining frogs. I've heard of that. Um, in 1947, fish fell from the sky in Louisiana. Fish also rained in Australia in 1974, 2004, and 2010. Uh, tadpoles have rained down in places like Japan, Hungary, the Philippines, and India. Like a common theory is that... Um, a type of tornado called water spouts lifts the fish and frogs out of water Mm. and drops them back down. Um, But none of that would explain literal meat or something that's not fish and tadpoles. Yeah. You know what? I have a question, which I feel like might be dumb because you might have already kind of made it clear, but was there any fur on these pieces? One source I read said that somebody claimed that they saw wool, which would confirm mutton. But like, okay. don't you have to make wool, or you have to? No, I guess it would. I guess it would sheet. technically be right attached on top of it, right? It would be just be like it's like a patch of fur, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, someone said that they thought they saw wool, which would confirm mutton, but we don't really know if that was them. Just like no Weird. one else. I would saw just it. think, like, if a cow exploded or something, you'd see so much like hair and like hoof and like other pieces of it, you know bones what about bones hold on what about a face shouldn't there be like a face an eye a brain and that also makes me think by the way if it was gelatinous matter could it be raw brain i guess but it wouldn't wouldn't have to be a lot because one of them was like the size of her hand yeah like do you know how much a whole temporal lobe they said a whole wagon full right that's a big old brain (laughs) right that's 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 a brain as big as mine i'll tell you that Um, oh boy it's hard to find but there we go we do it we do exist we keep it hidden but we do exist (laughs) um yeah it's it makes this truly just makes no sense I, i mean even none of that even like the fish and the tadpoles thing it wouldn't explain a meat shower especially when the only way that fish and tadpoles would have gotten there is if rain had happened but there was no rain it was a clear sky hmm some people like the crouches who were good christians although i would argue that that mom sounded very jewish with her complete (laughs) weird ass fear yeah um (laughs) this was they thought that this must be an omen 
a lot of neighbors thought it too. I mean, meat raining down from the sky, even oh, if it's I mean, frogs. Yeah, it sounds like a plague, like one of the ten plagues. Apocalyptic, yeah. Yeah. So, but then people were like, why would God decide that he's going to rain down meat on one Christian farm for like five minutes? And that's it. Because you done fucked up and you know what you did, Mrs. Crouch. I don't know. That's when like all of a sudden you like rethink your every single step from that day. And you're like, what did I do? It must have like. It was clearly a temporary oopsie daisy because they only like, got man, temporarily I did fall asleep punished during my evening prayers. Maybe that's why he's so mad. You know what I kind of like about this, like that that one of the plagues that like the raining meat or raining frogs or whatever, is that mm. it's not really. And I'm talking completely out of my ass. I'm sure there's a whole biblical context to this, but from what I know of like raining frogs or raining meat or whatever it is, it's just not even a plague that's really that bad. It's just wildly inconvenient. It's just God being like. I'm going to give you something that to think about, and it's going to really suck. As someone who has studied this as part of my Catholic upbringing, I think Tell I me. can step in here and say it was pretty damn bad. Um, because Was it more than just raining frogs? What happened? Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. So here we go. Um, this is from the biomedicalscientist.net. This is just like a summation of some of the things that happened. <clears throat> the waters returned to blood, the fish in oh the my. river died, and the Egyptians couldn't drink the foul water. Frogs swarmed forth, covering every inch of land and entering houses and bedrooms. All over Egypt, bugs crawled forth from the dust to cover the land. And that's just a, a couple of the. Bugs. So the blood water is crazy. Then the not being able to drink, that's obviously the worst part of it, because everything else is just infestations, right? Well, no, because then they killed the firstborn Egyptian sons, right? Um, so they you're saying died, right as and... if I know? No, I, I don't. I don't know. They killed oh, the firstborn okay. Egyptian well, sons. Well, it is Old Testament, so I, I don't know. I thought maybe you'd know. Uh, hordes of wild animals destroyed everything in their path. Um, a fatal pestilence killed most of the domestic animals. Uh, the pharaoh, his servants, all their animals developed painful boils all over their body. Hail struck down all the crops in the fields, shattered every tree. The locusts covered up the land and swallowed up every crop and all the fruits. Thick darkness over the land of Egypt, so total that the Egyptians had to feel their way around, couldn't see. And then, of course, the final was all firstborn Egyptian sons died. Uh, hmm. And the Israelites had to mark lamb's blood above the door to be passed over in the plague. Do we know what the time gap was between all of these? Like, was it all at um, once? Yeah. Like, that's so overwhelming. No, they, they were kind of, like, back. I think they were they were kind of um, consecutive. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, I do, I do remember hearing. How long did the ten plagues take? <laughs> yeah. I do remember uh, hearing about the boils. This is someone who's so removed from religion. All I got from that was that God sounds like a real asshole. That's well, yeah, that's I, the Old Testament for you, baby. Um, I don't. Okay. That, that's all that's I, the that's whole all thing I, and then the new testament <laughs> jesus shows up and suddenly god's like um oopsies i was kind of mean to you all Sorry that's kind of like that. a like a like a guy who's like kind of a dirtbag and he's like but now i've got a son i've got to really get my like change my game up you know yeah it's like a toxic yeah it's definitely very toxic um mm -hmm. but it says we can feel comfortable i don't know i don't feel comfortable <laughs> about any of this but sure uh this is by the biblehistoryguy.com we can okay. feel comfortable with a probable maximum time frame between february 1st and march 22nd 1446 bc well tomorrow's february 1st happy anniversary ah! um that sounds Don't awful leave the house like to, as an understatement obviously but like no comment no comment i never anyway no comment. so yeah so it was bad it was bad um okay Got it. So it was not just like a couple frogs. It wasn't like PetSmart no. had a, a like a broken <laughs> tank. Okay. 
(laughs) (laughs) They got sucked up into the filter and just like (laughs) launched. (laughs) They're like, it's a plague. It's like those four frogs. It's okay. That would feel like a plague to me. That alone, I'd be like, God, you don't have to do all this like fucking dramatic shit. Just think about it. It that happened in 1440. By this time, you and I would have turned it into the biggest like deal. We would have multiplied the number of frogs by like 40,000 and like no you don't understand like i'd be like i was crawling through mountains of frogs uphill both ways to get to school we we just couldn't see with this is how we would like turn a story into something completely ridiculous that's why we're the leaders of the gossip uh pack that's right (laughs) yeah that all sounds like truly and again i i know i just said it but it really does make me like wonder i'm like why was god doing all that because all he had to do was half of that and i would have gotten the hint but whatever Mm, well this is also coming from someone who didn't this is coming from someone who did not read the bible your peoples had to be saved you know i know it from pharaoh so yeah uh, i know don't remind me uh because they thought this was an omen they were like maybe this is god but they also thought maybe this was going to be a hoax like maybe the crouches were just like fucking bored on the farm and threw some meat in the air and what a wild prank but okay how silly also but how mm. bored must you be in 1876 there's no tiktok you know it's like well i guess i, mean, I should go throw like, some meat around yeah i mean she seemed Scraps. like she's busy making making soap but okay well doesn't wasn't soap made with lard wait like, a minute yes with with lye right did we just or, crack the case hold on how to make soap? Wait, what With is fat. lie? Hold on, lie is fat, right? No, 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 no. Lie is not. Sorry. Uh, what is soap? What There's is some old soap, soap was not vegan. <laughs> soap was not vegan uh, back then. No, yeah. So you're right. The fat rendered from a slaughtered cow, sheep, or goat. So she, I knew this soap had something to do with something. Mm-hmm. 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 And this isn't one of the theories I'm going to say. I think we just discovered it. I, I think she think just had scraps so. of soap, and she was like, "I got, I don't want to do anything." Woo! And she just threw the bucket over her shoulder. I don't and think then... she did it on purpose. I think she was too embarrassed to admit it. I think something weird happened, and she was like, "I don't know what it is." Yeah, <laughs> but smell my soap. I totally yeah, yeah, yeah. do. Something happened, and I think somebody's not telling the truth. Speaking of old women, I just want to say I was on the plane yesterday. At coming home and it was a two-hour flight and i feel so bad for the person sitting next to this older woman on the plane as the plane landed i heard behind me an old woman say anyway that's the story of my life oh my <laughs> lord oh my lord and then you Help. looked over and you saw the guy sitting next to her it just looked like he had like was just <laughs> just fried oh, from having to like engage for two hours with somebody <laughs> That's my nightmare, like not being able to. I mean, at least it's a nice old lady. I've been in worse like social situations, but oh, doof, if you just want to so take bad a nap. <laughs> anyway, maybe she needed like a Ms. Crouch to sit on the farm and make soap with and just talk forever. But maybe this poor guy was not love, there for it. You know? um, okay, so it could have been a hoax. Uh, there was talk that maybe like Mrs. Crouch wanted to move, but Mr. Crouch didn't. And so maybe she was trying to like cause problems so that they would leave. But that feels like a really stupid way to do it of like uh, yeah. just sprinkling meat all over the floor. Um, yeah. Like, could do anything like else. Yeah. But even though it could have been a hoax, the another reason that it wasn't is because the entire town swears that they were like good upstanding people who like weren't like big pranksters like that. 
And right. also only a few reporters came to town. But other than that, it wasn't a huge spectacle. They never made any money off of it. Mrs. Crouch never even gave her first fucking name. So it's not like she was getting like something from this. Seeking attention. Right. But here's a theory I love apparently there's a, a thought that maybe the meat comes from two brothers who got into a knife fight and then they got <gasps> picked up by a fucking tornado and then they were thrown across the farm just like Ms. Crouch thought happened with her own son. So like, did were they dead? Did anybody? Exactly. I was like, are, are there any uh, crime reports of missing brothers who were last seen in the sky fighting the with fight? Yeah. If they both ended up. <laughs> whatever yeah okay a lot I, of information's yeah, missing there hmm, that's wild here's my other personal favorite i think this is my top favorite theory okay uh, and not because it's accurate but because it's just so silly apparently um, one big theory out there was that a hot air balloon enthusiast uh -oh. who had his own hot air balloon was just passing through above the farm and accidentally dropped his lunch out of the basket his picnic oh my god and apparently his lunch was a hundred by 50 yards of raw meat <laughs> <laughs> but you know on a hot air balloon they got that little flame talk about a bunsen burner oh, maybe he that's was doing genius. a little fondue he was making uh he the was Korean making a barbecue. functional decision yeah work smarter not harder it's like a it's like a why Korean why barbecue, barbecue tonight sky. when i can just cook it on the fly on the fly in the sky korean barbecue here we come i mean i think i think we're i think they're onto something with that one that's what i'm saying um and then the most popular theory and the most accepted theory is that you got to get your little book out about what what this group of birds is oh yeah but a flock of vultures which apparently oh, wait, is... Oh, I do know that one. Oh, is you it, do oh, know it? I think I do. There's two words for it. There's a committee of vultures, and there's also <laughs> a wake, which like very funeral. Oh, a wake. That's good. Of oh, popular uh, accepted theory. Apparently what? in flight, they are called a kettle. Oh, okay. Well, they were in flight. So a kettle of vultures, <laughs> the theory is that they puked as they passed overhead. That's the main theory. Oh, shit. Fun fact, when threatened, a wake of vultures will projectile vomit towards predators to make a faster getaway. One, because the vomit is heavily acidic, so it might hurt them, theoretically, hurt the predator. Uh -huh. But also they're emptying their stomachs so they will be lighter and they can take off quicker. Um, so Wait, maybe they... makes so much sense. So maybe they were all threatened by something and they like had a delay in their puking maybe they just took off and then once they were in the sky they decided that now's the time to throw up that's the weird part is that they don't ever really throw up in the air so oh. but the thought is like maybe again this what is from an acquired taste tree? Hmm? what if they were up in a tree and something like maybe. startled them i don't know maybe in oh. an acquired taste podcast they said, like, maybe it was, like, a classic, like, if you puke, I'll puke, like... Yeah, exactly. And maybe, like, one of them was like, wait, oh! <laughs> so maybe one of them had, like, a, like, like they reflexed. They all reflexively threw up together after one got sick or something. Oh. Um, and so that would explain the random chunks of different types of meat. Like, all the samples were different meat, and vultures are known to eat all the scraps. Uh... And that does mean that all the people were literally eating raw turkey puke. 
Um, wow. <laughs> but uh, anything for a dollar, right, Jimmy Wilch? Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy's that dollar better be worth. But here's oh, the other problem. Gosh. To produce that much meat, there had to have been a lot of vultures. And Ms. Crouch said right. the sky was empty. So yeah, also, she would have probably seen that. She would have seen at least a flock of birds. And maybe her first yeah. thought would have then been, oh, one of the birds must have died. And that's what all the meat came from. I don't know. But uh, so weird. Vultures also vomit as a defense mechanism, uh, not just to randomly puke in the sky right. away from predators. So it really doesn't make sense why they'd be throwing up up there. But then someone came up with a great point that a lot of farmers at the time would, if they had leftover meat, which would have been often sheep meat or mutton, uh -huh. if they ever had leftover raw sheep meat, they would poison it and leave it in the fields to lure in and kill coyotes. <gasps> so maybe vultures ate some of the poisoned sheep meat in a field, took off, and then all got sick together and threw up right over the farm. Oh, my God. Which then means that poor Jimmy Wilch for $1 was eating raw, poisoned sheep meat poisoned from the inside meat. of a vulture. Holy, um, from like the stomach acid bile of a vulture. Oh, Yes. And then uh, reportedly nine days after this meat shower, the same thing happened in London, also with minimal explanation. So it's happened more than once. And then how the last... Wait, how long after? Nine days later. What? That's weird. That's weird. And the last fun fact I'm going to leave you on, because you're only 90 minutes from here, Christine. If you visit Transylvania University in Lexington, they still have a piece of the meat preserved in no. their lab from the meat shower. Wait till I tell you when Blaze and I went down a rabbit hole about Transylvania, because uh, we learned so much about their mascot, and they changed the mascot. It's a whole thing. What did they change um, it from and to? Okay. <clears throat> Let me pull up the correct information so I don't misspeak. Uh-huh. The Transylvania school mascot is a bat, right? Obviously. Yeah. So it's Obviously. a bat. But Okay, hold on. <laughs> okay. Sorry, poor Blaze is like like you're telling it all wrong. Um it's a bat called Raff because it's a type of bat that is uh like native to this area. Okay. But they used to be the pioneers. And then students were like, fuck no. Mm -hmm. Pioneers aren't cool anymore. Exactly right. If you're going to go to Transylvania, well, also, if you're going to be in Transylvania University, you better have a Dracula themed. The fact yeah, that it's so not it's a vampire a bat. bat pisses me off. That's what Blaze got all upset about. And I said, vampire bats are not native to the area. It wouldn't be correct. Who cares? I care. Mm mm. You're wrong. Yep. It has to be a I'm vampire actually, bat. It's Transylvania University. I'm actually not wrong. Um, and also, it'd be great. I would love it if the like their math professor calls himself the Count. That would be really special. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway. is that it? That's the whole He's, rabbit hole. I thought we were going I don't through. Know. Like we had we went through an entire road trip about this. Uh, and we got into a big heated discussion about the type of bat. And at this point, I don't totally feel like. You don't uh, feel safe to discuss, I understand. I just don't remember enough, to be honest. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. I side with Blaze. Whatever he said, I side with. But um, oh, great. anyway, okay. that's the last fun fact. Uh, that's, that is the Kentucky Meat Shower. 
Uh, and that was the wildest thing I've ever heard. Oh, but they're still called the Pioneers. That's what's that's what's happening. They're called the Pioneers, mm. but their logo, their mascot is no longer a Pioneer. Question here yes. for you. I'll yep. ask you actually, well, this is the first question. Then I'll ask you a backup question if it's easier to answer, because it's one of my favorite things to ask people on like a friend date. What oh God. if you relax, by the way? Okay, with your oh my gods. What you're not being a very good friend date. Jeez. I I'm bullying you a little bit, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um if you had to pick a mascot, like let's say like you like ran a school and you got to pick the mascot at all, what would the mascot be? Mm. Second question, which maybe if it's easier for you to answer. If you were to be a superhero or like be like create your own sports team, what would the colors be? I guess if you were a high school, what would the mascot and colors be? <laughs> the Wildcats. Yeah. In Salt Lake City. <laughs> no. uh, wow. Um, you have asked me this before, and I remember you made a really rude face at my answer. So, um, <laughs> what'd you say? Beige? To... No, I said like an, like a cool olive green or like a maroon. And then you I did say something about it. I have a weird personal uh, offense I love, to. I love a green. muted. I love a muted. Uh, muted color um i don't know em it feels very on the spot what's your answer that's okay uh, i don't have an answer that's why i like to ask so it's not wrong to mm. not have an answer but i okay, i like I'm to think, think about it i think if it were a sports team i don't know why i make it sports team but i think about like the jerseys and how like a lot of times the outfit is just white but it's got like little pops of some colors mm. That's easier for me to swallow. And it would obviously my, be my favorite contrast of the dark purple neon green. Sure. Yeah. And it'd be glow in the dark, obviously. Obviously. Some sort of ectoplasms, you know, ghostly thing. But I don't mm. know what it would. Maybe it'd be the phantoms. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think you would pick a, an animal. Mm -mm. You're, yeah. Yours would be more like the phantoms. That's good, Em. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to have an answer right now, but some, some food for thought it. later. I, Next time you're in a I car like with it. Blaze. I like it. Um, okay, so do you remember what I'm covering today? Oh my god, it was a two-parter. Oh, sure Christine. Was. How long has it been? <laughs> Days. It's been a while. It's been a while. Oh. So I'm going to do the part two of William Hirons, aka the Lipstick Killer. Oh, uh, yes. Can you do a previously on? Okay, previously on um, the fella named William George Hirons. Uh, he grew up having some bad hobbies which was petty theft yes but then yes he went to college and started ballroom dancing <laughs> yes okay it's coming back yes but then he was struggling and he had some very weird holdups about sex according to one source uh and then he began stealing again to like i don't know feel better i have no idea he just couldn't help himself so he started stealing again and he was on his way to a date and he was supposed to go to the post office to cash some money a bond or something he had he had stolen uh but the bank or the post office was closed so then on the way back he decided to rob somebody for money to pay for the date <laughs> and that is when he was right. caught yeah. And then didn't at some point, uh, didn't he, he, when he killed somebody, he wrote in lipstick, like, please save me. I can't stop or something like that. Okay. So meanwhile, 
as as his life is unfolding because we're doing sort of like a cut to okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so meanwhile um as this is unfolding the first victim was found with uh, i believe a pillowcase over her head um a lot of stab wounds and nothing had been stolen and her wounds had been taped shut yes i remember that okay and then uh another victim francis uh was wrapped her head had been wrapped in towels and she had been stabbed in the neck and a bullet wound was found in her head but just like Josie's case, nothing was stolen, um, except this time there was, for one thing, a bloody fingerprint smudge on the door jam of the apartment. And mm-hmm. the most uh, notable one, as you mentioned, was written in lipstick across a wall, the following words, for heaven's sake, catch me before I kill more. I cannot control myself. There it is. And uh, papers dubbed the culprit the lipstick killer. And of course, this is post-World War II. People are so over talking about you know all the depressing state of the world and they just go into a frenzy about this uh about this story and uh they finally arrest him uh they well they arrest bill and he is or william hirons aka bill and he has been uh stealing he's on he's going to the date he's stealing something he gets caught he pulls a weapon and uh he is one officer who was on break like smashed a bunch of like acme we said like acme flower pots over his head (laughs) and then then he was arrested and he happened to be in the degnan's neighborhood where and this is the most uh the most upsetting i would not most upsetting but like one of the most notorious uh crimes that took place in this sort of spree was the murder of a six-year-old uh girl named suzanne who had been found dismembered. Do you recall that at all? Mm -hmm. Yes. And she was found uh, dismembered. Her body was found in several drainage sites. And uh, the, the killer had left a note with a ransom demand. Um, And so basically what happened is that uh, William Hirons bill was arrested in the same neighborhood as the one Suzanne went missing in. Mm -hmm. And so they said, this must be our guy. Okay. Great. Pre- previously great on. previously on. Sorry. I, I was uh, scr- scrolling through, like trying to, I know I really, I put you on the spot together. there. I didn't mean to. No, it's okay. I mean, I, sh- I, I should know, you know, but um, I'm trying to find the, the most important parts. Okay. So now we're on to part two. After Bill's arrest, he was taken to the hospital, and um, as you recall, he had been smashed in the head with several flower pots, so he had a head wound that required stitches. And he was in bad shape. He was exhausted, in pain, heavily medicated, probably confused, um, I would argue, uh, just about how frantic everything happened. Um, and although it's unconfirmed, it's it's assumed and it's very likely that he had a concussion. Mm-hmm. So he continually slipped in and out of consciousness, but a detective told reporters that he suspected Bill was pretending to be this sick to avoid questioning. Mm, But whether he was pretending or not, police decided to interrogate him anyway without any representation present. And they accused Bill (laughs) of the notorious lipstick murders. Oh, and remember there was that other guy that they they aggressively interrogated and beat up and then yes, they had to pay yes. his hospital bill and he had to leave town yeah. and he just happened to be a custodian in Suzanne's building. So like these they cops really have, they, they're very happy to just do whatever the fuck they want, huh? 
Talk about like it's like trigger happy, but like I don't know, interrogation happy. I have no idea what the right word is, but yeah. So they already have like a bad track record. Um, so they decide to interrogate him without any representation present, and they accuse him of the notorious lipstick murders as well as the brutal killing and dismemberment of six-year-old Suzanne Degnan. Hmm. And their only evidence at the moment like I said, was that Bill was burglarizing an apartment near Suzanne's home. So that was it. Okay. Like there was no, there was literally no other connection except that he was in the same neighborhood. So for six days, Bill was denied access to a lawyer. Uh, but not Great. only that, he was also denied food and water. Oh my God. Uh, for so six days. Torture. Yep. Yep. Oh my God. Uh, he was beaten. And at one point, his testicles were allegedly burned chemically uh, <gasps> to try and coerce a, a confession. Wow. The thing that I can't get over that the first time I heard, I really wish I had never heard it, is uh, that he received also a spinal tap <gasps> without anesthesia. <sighs> and you know about my spine thing. I do, on top of just people's general spine thing. Oh, my God. Did I ever tell you about my spinal tap? Which I did, I think, but it was so bad. Sure did. Sure did. That was one of the first... turns out the doctor was blind. Yep. 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 That was one of the first, I think, traumas you ever shared with me. And it... Because it happened in real time. And I had such a... I've always, my whole life, had a a really deep-seated fear about spines. And then I start to wonder, like, did I know know? this was going to happen? You know what I mean? Like... It almost like it's like uh, Natalie Wood knowing to be scared of water. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's the same kind of idea. Like, is there some weird like deep down, you know, knowing about it? Um, Anyway, so he was given a spinal tap without anesthesia, uh, apparently to like test for something. But like it didn't really make sense. Like the, the, the explanation they gave for why they allegedly had to do a spinal tap, like didn't really match up with any sort of scientific basis um and shortly after this spinal tap they tried to do a polygraph test but he was in too much pain to participate so they gave up oh my god oh my god like I, I, oh, it's I'd hard also, to hear it's hard to i'd hear. also like to give you the little uh reminder that at this point he's still 17 so he's <gasps> a minor yeah good noted yeah noted yeah uh, so police give him a dose of sodium pentothal. Do you know, do you know what that is? I, I don't want to know. <laughs> it's, uh, considered the truth serum. It's sort of, oh, a, okay. a chemical that's meant to lower your inhibitions and allegedly like, so I, I think it is supposed to inhibit your brain from being able to lie, but like the science has not really confirmed it. It's like pseudoscience a bit. And okay. it, I mean, for for all we know, it just makes you like kind of out of it and woozy, and maybe you're not like as quick on your feet, you know, and you can't sure. keep your like drunk. Straight, it just makes right? you drunk. Like, yeah, maybe it just makes you drunk. Um, Is it so, just they're just shooting vodka into your neck? <laughs> just I wish that probably would have been a lot better, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, so they give him a dose of sodium pentothal without his consent or his parents. Remember, because he's a minor. Um, and he has not been able to access his parents for several days. Uh, he's been denied access. And uh, so are Pentacle his parents not? Is, sorry, are his parents not wondering where the fuck he is? Well, he was at college, so you know it's oh, only right. been 
a couple days. I imagine like back then you're not texting, you know? (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Sorry for interrupting you. No, no, it's okay. So to answer your question, sodium pentothal is an anesthetic medication and it's sometimes called truth serum and it's used, it's been used historically to make people more compliant in interrogations and the theory, quote unquote, is that it inhibits the part of the brain that allows people to lie. But again, it's sort of a pseudoscience. Uh, in actuality, people dosed with sodium pentothal might be more susceptible to suggestion. So even though your inhib- your your inhibitions are lowered, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to tell the truth. It might just mean you'll agree with what you're being mm. told as the truth. Like you'll you'll just go along with the story, right? So at this point, they're clearly trying to create this narrative. And, uh, you know, the idea is people who have been dosed with this sodium pentothal might be more susceptible to suggestion, therefore confessions or testimonies made while under the influence of it. Um, and so these testimonies are not very reliable, uh, and, you know, raise a bunch of red flags, but while drugged, Bill allegedly implicated someone else in the crimes. Like he said, I didn't do it. Someone else did it. And they said, oh yeah, who? And he gave a name that sounded like Merman, Harry okay. Merman, something like that. Okay. And they said, oh, yeah, who's that? And investigators said, is that your alter ego? And apparently Bill just seemed to agree that it was possible. But remember, he's been like tortured for days. And, and drugged and starving. Drugged and-, and also deprived of sleep, which I forgot to mention. Um, which is which definitely we know. torture. Yes, and has also proven to be more damaging than like being drunk or like more more inebriating than being and also i feel like him like alluding to the answer being yes he could have just said nothing he could have just gone and like that yeah exactly like yes made a noise that they said was a confirm you know confirmation exactly so he mumbled something and sounded like merman and then when the press got a hold of this these fucking dummies i'm sorry they interpreted this as they're like merman sounds like murder man and oh, so for fuck's sake i know it's not even clever and so they basically created this like the press created this narrative that bill's alter ego was this murder man bloodthirsty personality like his you know weird villain version of himself yeah. uh just totally went out of control and when he finally underwent a polygraph test the results were inconclusive which we know polygraphs are not allowed as evidence in court for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so police even brought Bill to the crime scenes to try and restage the murders and let the press come to like watch and take photos. Wild. Okay. He was Wild. so basically the whole world's against him at this point. He was finally transported to the Cook County Jail Infirmary on July 2nd. And just like that custodian previously arrested for the same crime, Hector. Bill had to recover from these injuries he sustained during the interrogation. I mean, they're literally putting needles in his spine. Like, he's he's being tortured. Mm. However, unlike their interrogation with Hector, uh, they n- knew they had to make this one stick, these charges stick. And so they were like, we're not letting this one get away. So the arrest took the heat off their most recent suspect in the case, who was a guy named Richard Thomas. And he was one that the police had been eyeing. Richard Thomas was a nurse from Chicago. And although he had recently moved to Phoenix, Arizona, he was actually in Chicago when Suzanne Degnan was kidnapped and murdered. 
And when police arrived in Arizona to question him, he was facing jail time for another crime. He had actually been arrested for molesting his 13-year-old daughter. Oh, holy shit. Okay. Wow. Yep. Yep. Uh, Some sources say it was his niece. The original newspaper source from 1946 says it's his daughter. Either way, it was a young girl. Uh, He had also been charged for crimes like extortion and writing notes to threaten people. Remember the ransom note? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. A handwriting expert with the Phoenix police had seen the Suzanne Degnan ransom note and was like, hey, that looks a lot like that guy Thomas's handwriting and thought it was so similar that he called Chicago police to like say, I think this might be your guy. Richard also frequented a car yard across the street from where Suzanne's remains had been found. Oh, shit. Okay. And like I said, he was in Chicago at the time of her murder. Mm hmm. He often carried surgical instruments with him, even though oh. he was a nurse, and uh, bragged to people that he was a surgeon, even though he was a nurse. Oh, okay. uh, investigators, <laughs> like, I don't know how like, else to relax. say it, except he's lying. Um, investigators believed he had the anatomical knowledge to have dismembered Suzanne, or could have at least researched it in his sure. weird understanding of himself as a surgeon um which is something bill who was 17 and like knew how to play chess and ballroom dance like didn't know about art how a spine is disarticulated you know what i mean like that's Uh not something bill would necessarily have known okay so in questioning richard actually admitted like the nurse who was being you know a person of interest he admitted to killing this little girl but then when they arrested bill Chicago police called Phoenix police and said, oh, never mind. He didn't do it. We got the real guy. Oh, so okay. Richard was like, yeah, you're right. It wasn't me. It was that other guy. Yeah, obviously. Well, actually, what the no. Fuck? <laughs> Somebody already like that was his luckiest goddamn break. I mean, I can't. I can't. So, of course, he recants his confession. Is there a reason investigators- behind it? Like, is there a reason why someone else said it? what do you mean like why like he just he just it was his lucky break because somebody else admitted to it is that what you're saying no so they arrested bill well okay. oh 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 sorry this okay. is where my my so, brain did a flip it's okay so richard is the nurse from chicago mm-hmm. who at first was Had being looked at equipment as the, and... yes yes as the killer and he confessed that he did it Right. But then this whole arrest with the flower pots and the torture of this young kid named Bill, who happened to be burglarizing somebody in Suzanne's neighborhood, happens and they force, they coerce a confession out of him. Right. So they call back to the other police, say, oh, never mind. <laughs> that guy Richard didn't do it, even though he said he did. Oh, I thought they finally got Bill to actually confess under distress. And that was. Oh, I mean, they sort of did. Like, they, I guess they, kind of. The Merman thing where he said, oh, it's another alter ego of mine. But in reality, like he was doped yeah, up on sodium that's, pentothal that's still an incredibly lucky move that they just decided to go with the person that they've been torturing yeah right like for for that richard guy who literally said who as far as i'm concerned did it and mm-hmm. who admitted to doing it and then all of a sudden police are like oh never mind you're off the hook what i don't know why fuck? you would it's why wouldn't crazy. you do you think at all this is just a random thought but do you think they if you're going with the two options are somebody admits to it and there's somebody who hasn't totally admitted to it, but you tortured. Like, I feel like they almost maybe even thought for a second that 
Richard was the guy who did it, but they needed to be able to like justify why they tortured this guy. And they were like, yeah, well, yeah. And that's one of, that's definitely one of the theories is like they were in too deep with this new because they had already gotten in so much trouble, not really so much trouble, but they'd already fucked up with Hector and tortured mm -hmm. him and then had to let him go and ruined his life and paid a $20,000 hospital bill. So they were like, we have to make this one stick like this one has to be right. it, especially now that they've tortured him, stuck needles in his spine like oh, well, if he killed a six-year-old, then it doesn't really matter that we did all that, you know? So, yeah, I think that is kind of the theory is, like, they just went with it, um, you know, and mm -hmm. decided to believe it was Bill and not Richard. And so uh, it's just so baffling. But, yeah, Richard was like, yeah, you're right. It wasn't me after all. Um, so, you know, he was just off the hook, and police decided Bill was guilty, and they thought, let's build a case against him. So they searched his room, and of course, that's where they found thousands of dollars of stolen goods and bonds, uh, you know, things he had stolen from people. They even found a surgical tool set among the many stolen items. Um, and, there, it, you know, that could have been damning evidence. However, one detective did tell reporters that there was no evidence it had ever been used, that it seemed oh. to be just brand new okay uh so investigators determined there was a nine point match between bill's fingerprints and the print on the ransom note um and i don't know if you've seen like when they do fingerprint analysis with like the different dots you know mm -hmm. to like pinpoint so there's no standard in the u.s as to how many points must align to confirm a match beyond uh, you know beyond doubt but some departments do accept a nine point match however many require at least a 12 point match okay. um, and in places like england and france they require up to 16 and 17 point matches and nine would never be conclusive wow okay but we're in 1946 chicago and they want him to be guilty and nine points was considered close enough so it's permissible evidence and initially a forensics expert actually ruled bill out um in the francis brown case she was one of the women that was found um with her head covered declaring his fingerprints didn't match the print on the door jam remember when i it was the one with the lipstick on the wall and there was a right. bloody fingerprint but later a different expert came forward and said actually it does match bill's fingerprint so they just like found a new guy to say it does you know Great. like they can just create their own <laughs> evidence cute here. like it's yeah. just cute right yeah um and then of course police to answer your question received their confession because after several days of interrogation bill finally just to gave to, in to basically make the torture stop yeah agreed to plead guilty yeah because like i mean i don't think i would have ever even lasted that long right like no i would have been like all right i did it like just don't especially at 17 like get yeah. a needle out of my spine you know like yeah. what the fuck call my mom like i'd be like call my mom i'll say whatever you want me to say i don't know how this was even horrible. like legal legally i don't know what the right words are but uh like in today's world that would have been pulled right out right of like oh well it was the confession was taken under i duress. mean there's still quite a few coerced confession cases out there that people are fighting you know but the like one so drastically like spinal taps and starvation and not letting you call your mom and i mean i think i think especially with the not letting your especially as a minor i think and especially not allowing you to evoke attorney your attorney rights and parental rights i think or your rights to see your parents i think that probably today would be like thrown a out. huge no-go yeah okay yeah 
um, I know that there are cases of, you know, keeping people and not letting them get a lawyer. And, but I think just with, I think especially with camera evidence nowadays, it's a lot harder to pull that off without consequences. Sure. Like you can watch videotapes. Like, did you ever watch Making a Murderer, which was like one of the first, um, uh, probably it was so long ago now. Oh God. It was when I was in Glendale. So it was must've been like 2016, um, but it was like one of the first like true crime docu series that came out like before the big you know boom of them, um, but that was kind of the the whole story was that his case was predicated on like he was almost tricked. Some people believe he was tricked into confessing to something he didn't do, and so you know this. I think this thing kind of still happens like the manipulation and the coercion and the yeah. But you're probably right that a spinal tap might not fly. <laughs> I, I feel like it could not be admissible in court to have like a minor being fully tortured on his balls. Uh -uh. Like, oh my god! Like, uh, yeah, <sighs> yeah, chemically burning his scrotum, and like, I'm not saying things like that don't happen anymore. I'm just saying I think you're right that like it wouldn't be as widely accepted maybe <laughs> nowadays. It was almost a um, hundred years ago, so it does feel very wild west, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, it's crazy to think this was like eighty years ago. Um, but yeah, so god it's horrible uh so his lawyers and even his parents insisted he sign a confession and enter the plea in exchange for a single life sentence so even his parents were like just enter a plea say you say you did it just to like make sure you're not put to death you know mm -hmm. so bill agreed uh he wrote a confession for all three murders and he later claimed that he actually used an article from the chicago tribune to add details to make his account realistic because he didn't know the details because he didn't wow do them according mm -hmm. to him but when he went to the courthouse to enter his plea on july 30th he pled innocent he said i recant my confession and prosecutors were fucking pissed I bet. they said okay you know what you're gonna play games with us now we're sticking you with three life sentences for all three murders holy shit and oh my god he, yeah he's playing a dangerous game here um, Bill claimed he feared for his life. If he didn't accept these terms, he would face the death sentence. And he was convinced the media had made it impossible for him to get a fair trial. So he basically just said, fine, I'll plead guilty this time and I'll accept my ter your terms. So prosecutors and investigators were like, OK, easy, open and shut, black and white. Good job, guys. Yeah. And uh, regardless of whether Bill did murder Suzanne and Francis, uh, they actually had no evidence whatsoever uh, linking him to Josephine Ross crime scene, which is the one they said that his fingerprint was on, but like that wasn't even true. Wow. So there okay. was no trial, only a sentencing. The first day of the sentence hearing was very long and the victim's family members were present. Okay. And uh, Josephine, Josie's daughter was there who believed Bill was innocent F of her mother's murder. Finally, someone. Like, right? I mean, Jesus. She told the press, I cannot believe that young Hirons murdered my mother. He just does not fit into the picture of my mother's death. I have looked at all the things Hiron stole, and there was nothing of my mother's things among them. And his whole thing was petty theft. He just took little, little trinkets and items, and she looked at every single thing and said, not one of these is my mom's. So, it just I mean, that makes sense. That's... He would go murder her and not steal anything and then just go on stealing from people. It just doesn't make sense. I call that a slam dunk of like defense of like none of the, like I am the child of this mother. 
I know my mother. I know my mother's things. Yeah. This does not make sense. Like, how is that not? Is that, tell me that worked in his favor. Please. Oh, no, of course not. So oh, okay. she just was there. She, I mean, she's not, you know, being, there was no trial. So she's just there for right. the sentencing. So an eyewitness testified that he had seen Bill carrying a shopping bag in the Degnan's neighborhood on the night of Suzanne's murder. And according to this witness, he had seen Bill's face in full view when Bill walked in front of car headlights. However, the same witness had previously told police that he couldn't see the face of the man because it was way too dark. So they were like, just say you did. And he's like, okay. Okay. It's just so infuriating. Uh, Bill was ultimately sentenced to three consecutive life sentences, and the prosecution suggested he be denied parole should he ever qualify. Bill, this is terrible, attempted to hang himself in his cell out of despair, uh, but was rescued. And in the following decades, Bill just served his time in prison quietly and productively. Uh, He worked in prison. He took on jobs. Uh, He got some managerial roles. He took advantage of prison college programs. He received a degree and studied several trades. And uh, just like he was when he went to those reform schools, he was reported to be a model inmate. Of course. above all else, he continually and adamantly declared his innocence in all three crimes forever said i did not do them and did he i will... ever get out <laughs> nope <laughs> sorry uh oh my so, god so yeah over the years he pursued clemency hearings retrials lawsuits like basically tried every avenue to try and get his release but again and again his attempts were denied he remained in prison and clemency projects whose lawyers took on cases where they suspected wrongful convictions did take interest in Bill's case, but they also failed to prove his innocence. And there were actually studies done by psychologists uh, who published some cases on Bill that are questionable now looking back because they claimed everything from him having schizophrenia to DID, dissociative identity disorder, um, because of the whole Merman thing. I'm like, that is such a weak Shut the fuck up with that. Are you serious? Yes. They were like, oh, he has a dissociative identity. Like, come on. So Bill's new defense team denied everything, insisted Bill had gotten a rotten deal from corrupt investigators and a subpar attorney. I would agree with that. And Suzanne, but for what it's worth, Suzanne Degnan's family was extremely opposed to any clemency considerations, which you can understand. Like they, if they think this guy killed their six-year-old daughter, like they're not going to want any sort of leniency and at a 2002 hearing suzanne's older sister betty who was only 10 when suzanne was murdered spoke against bill saying think of the worst nightmare that you cannot put out of your mind you're not allowed to put out of your mind but again you know they of course have been told and believe that this is the person who killed you know her sister so in 1983 oh this is horrible bill was almost released on parole by declaration of a federal judge, but Suzanne's siblings banded together and contested the release. And the attorney general said, only God and Hirons know how many other women he murdered. Now a bleeding heart do-gooder decides that Hirons is rehabilitated and should go free. I'm going to make sure that kill crazed animal stays where he is. Oh my God. They put him back in and soon politicians and even the Illinois Senate got involved and it was ruled that he would remain in prison. (gasps) <gasps> and he remained in prison. And as the years passed, his family died. Uh, but a oh few high school God. friends continued to visit him as they got older, like throughout the years. And 
he was sort of stuck in stasis. Like they're all moving on with their lives and they're just popping in to visit, you know, his high school friends, but uh, nothing he could do. And so Bill continued to insist on his innocence and his supporters have repeatedly pointed the finger at that guy, Richard Thomas, the nurse, yes, who clearly seemed to be a better suspect and even confessed that said, we also don't know, which is a great point. Um, that's if, he was also, if he was also, yeah, uh, coerced, like who knows if he was under the same duress, like we don't know, you know? So I don't, I mean, uh, but the, yeah, the fact that he like, he did confess and if he was, if he was guilty, like he's just sitting pretty being like, whatever, right? like, guess I made out like a bandit. I guess so. I mean, Jesus. So ultimately being guilty of molesting his daughter, of course, makes him also a likely suspect. So he definitely did do that, but it doesn't necessarily prove he did anything to Suzanne. Um, But if he was guilty, he, like you said, sat pretty until he took that secret to his grave. Uh, And now this is just one of the wildest sentences. Uh, Ultimately, Bill, William Hirons, served one of the longest prison sentences in U.S. history. Oh, my God. For a crime he potentially did not commit. Uh, that was over 65 years he served. At and, some point... Uh, oh, well, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Go ahead. I was going to say, at some point, like, even if it's... I guess it's not technically an open case because someone went to jail, but, like, to... I don't, I don't really know the words to ask the question. If there's a case that people are unsure about eventually so many years will have passed that there's no way to prove it anymore. Like there's no more witnesses. I guess you'll always have a fingerprint on file or something, but like as time goes on, it's just harder and harder to hash back into something like that. No, I think about that a lot. And my only consolation when I like start to feel like panicky about like oh my god like it's the end of the road there's no no more answers but then i think you know what at a certain point we didn't know about dna tracing dna evidence maybe mm-hmm. there's something in our future we haven't even conceived of like that's true <laughs> fucking time travel i don't know like maybe there's some way that like the pieces will come together maybe somebody else will die and on their deathbed Deathbed, will say something or or in their storage unit you'll find you know xyz so i feel like there's always potential but you're right it feels so much more hopeless as time goes on and then you start to think like well we have to move on to current cases we have to yeah you know it's like he he spent 65 years in prison and he passed away in 2012 at the age of 83 so it's like we can pursue it maybe but like it wouldn't get him justice you know he's already passed um it's just really too bad how many years 65 years 65 years oh my god and he was 83 when he passed so um long baby i know um and many people, speaking of deathbed confessions, like hoped maybe he would reveal something before he passed, but he died insisting his, on his innocence. Uh, nothing changed. And Suzanne Degnan's younger brother apparently felt relieved at the news. Um, he said, I just never thought this day would come. I was numbed by the previous 29 years of going to parole board hearings. So they were just happy to have it behind them, um, you know, thinking that he had done it. Like they... Mm they're convinced it was it was him which i mean you might have to be if the other option is oh the killer's just out there 
having a grand old time maybe like as a coping mechanism they were like yeah we believe the police he did it you know right right i don't know i can't put myself in their shoes but um born after suzanne's murders uh jim who who had made that quote about uh being relieved that bill had passed uh he had been born after suzanne had been killed his sister but he said his parents never spoke of it at home and in his 20s he invested investigated the crime himself um he spoke with authorities yeah and he did his own kind of investigating and concluded that the sentencing was correct and that bill belonged in prison so you know for what it's worth he did his own his own research i don't know yep own research and that was what he concluded so on bill's death uh suzanne's sister betty said hopefully he's at peace and we don't have to worry about it anymore i hope he made amends i never wished him ill i just wanted him in prison for everybody's safety it was never out of retribution it was out of fear that he could hurt somebody else and if we did not go to all these parole hearings and protest it and he got out and he hurt a child you just couldn't live with it which i think Mm. is a fair argument it's not their fault the police fucking tortured him into a confession yeah yeah so Stephen Drizzen, the legal director at the Center on Wrongful Convictions, um, regretted the center's inability to win Bill's release because the Center on Wrongful Convictions did try to get him out of prison. He said, we chased lots of leads, but bottom line, short of proving that the police framed him or finding D- DNA evidence that exonerated him and implicated someone else, we just could never prove his actual innocence. But the case sure looks different with what we know now. The case for Bill's guilt is anything but certain. Oof. So... Today, if you Google, you know, the lipstick killer, you Google William Hirons, uh, he is the one known as the lipstick killer and is listed as one of the most notorious murderers of the 20th century, even though there's a potential he didn't do it. And you know what? There's a potential he did. I want to be clear. Like, there's very much potential. He was in the area. Who knows? Uh, Do I believe he did it? I don't think he I don't think he murdered Suzanne Degnan, the child, at least. No from what i, I well but, i i wasn't there but i i my i think our hunches are exactly aligned you and me yeah i think we are aligned on that as well um so just like the degnan siblings many people do still remain convinced of william hiron's guilt including politicians and judges and of course the authorities who continue to deny his parole bids although i would say they probably have um a little bit of a bias, but whatever. Um, and the case is considered one of the most controversial of the 20th century due to police misconduct, which I would consider pretty severe, both in Bill's interrogation and the interrogations before uh, before him for the same crime. So the interrogation of the custodian as well. And that is the story of William Hirons. It's very unsatisfying, you know? I, yeah, I was, that's, I'm glad you said it. Because <laughs> I kind of wanted to go, great story, but then I also yeah. wanted to go, horrible story, but then I also wanted to go, it is. I don't know how I feel. <laughs> I don't either. It's very, uh, it's just, it's just, I, I, starting in the true crime world, knew him as a lipstick killer. I didn't even know there was question about it. Like, I just always... Well, yeah, you hear a name like the lipstick killer, you assume there's been some really solid ground mm-hmm. on that. and i will also add that uh there were i mean there are a bunch of other inconsistencies there was they had him write uh write something down that to to check the handwriting compared Mm. to the lipstick message Mm -hmm. and then they they used the fact that some of the words were misspelled in the same way Mm -hmm. uh to like say he did it 
But then he later said, oh, no, they told me to spell it that way so they could match. Right. So like you think, oh, well, shit, if he's spelling like this really random word the exact same way. And he's like, no, no, that's how they instructed me to write it. So, Mm. you know, I mean, and again, it's like he, he said police said, you know, so the police denied that. But there's just a lot of weird stuff. Um. Some people claim that uh, the lipstick message may not have been written by the killer and may have been written by a reporter who wanted to make the story more salacious. Interesting. Uh, Okay. Some people claim that the um, fingerprint on the ransom note was planted because it was a little too perfect. Uh, So, you know, there's a lot. And these are all just claims that I've heard. I'm not saying anything is proven one way or the other, but... There's just a lot of um, question marks, you know? Sure. Okay, wow. Well, I guess we'll never know, especially now that he's gone, but... um, Too bad. Good storytelling. I appreciate the (laughs) two-parter. I'm just glad the two-parter has been completed. Uh, You know, moving on. Well, good job, Christine. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. I'm just just not feeling... Just not feeling satisfied, only bummed, but happy to be here. Uh, (laughs) Also, everybody, this is uh, Shifting Gears. This is your moment to drink some water. Your weekly reminder, you thirsty little rats. Oh, I'm going to go drink some wine, but whatever. Oh, right. It is wine time for you, isn't it? Do you have a Mm -hmm. wine already on on your mind of what you're going to do a little sipping on tonight? You know, I got a nice Pinot Grige in the fridge that I... Oh, uh, I love a Pinot Grige. I like, that's my favorite that I... smell of all of them. <laughs> really? hmm Very fruity. Well, I put it in my suitcase after a venue gave it to us, so I consider it free wine. <laughs> so I'm going to drink math. it. Yeah. Girl math. Um, uh, no, yeah. I Pinot Grige was always the one of all the wines that my my mom would drink and I would smell all of them. Pinot Grige is the one that I like got, would get excited to smell. <laughs> the other ones i was like yeah it just smells like kind of normal wine but pinot gris gets me going yeah it has a very fruity smell i like to think if i drank wine uh, that would be my my go-to you totally would be like a white wine like gossipy fruity bitch fruity bitch that's exactly <laughs> where i was going yes all right well have a sip for me uh I've, i'll have some water for you thank you and that's why we drink caesar's sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with caesar's rewards that means win or lose every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only caesar's can offer like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations bonus bets daily profit boosts tickets to the game dining and so much more whether you're a new or existing customer caesar's sportsbook is always rewarding must be 21 gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate.